I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Well, of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Kids, you know what that music means. It means it's Halloween. It's the official Halloween episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Spooky Robbins. And I am Derek, president of the Dr. Loomis Fan Club, Diamond. (laughs) And joining us tonight is an NCR favorite. He's back to, uh, well, not for this particular episode, but we're probably going to (laughs) fight. For the Derek Diamond Experience episode, but I think we might agree on the first two movies, but he's here to join us to talk about the Halloween series, Mr. Joey Image. Good evening, folks. How are you? Good evening. (laughs) Good evening. So it is the Halloween season, and we decided we were going to talk about the first three Halloween movies, and what we're going to do is for this episode of the Nerd Cave Retro we're going to talk about Halloween 1 and 2. And I'm not talking about the Rob Zombie Halloween 1 and 2. I was I was just going to say, until you just said that, I never even asked you until just now. Like, <laughs> you mean the originals, right? Not the crappy uh, Rob Zombie ones. Of course, the originals. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about those, and then we're, uh, we're going to do a two-parter. Two-parter. And for part two, we're going to be talking about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, over on the Derek Diamond Experience. So... 
Um, it's it's a two parter, so we'll uh, we'll talk about one and two here, and let's kind of get started. So um, we'll start with Joey. What's your first kind of memory of um, watching the Halloween movies? Like, how old were you when you first saw the the Let's start with the first Halloween movie. Do you remember how old you were? I don't even remember. I was young though, because my brother, uh, my brother, and one of my sisters like loved those movies. So I always saw them as when I was a little kid. I was, I'm a God. I think the closest sibling to me is my brother, who is almost sixty. So I think he's like fifty-eight or something. So he's like fourteen or fifteen years older than me. So I was probably seven or eight when I first saw it, and. I remember, like, I didn't see it for years after that, just because I was a little kid. I didn't know how to, like, you know, I saw what was on TV and what my parents let me watch, and that's it. Yeah. And then I remember years later when I got my first computer, it was a, a Gateway. A, a, well, it wasn't it wasn't called Gateway 2000, then. it was just Gateway. And, uh, and it had a DVD player in it, and it was the first DVD I bought. It was Halloween 1. And I watched it with my friend Adam, and I remember like I was terrified the whole night. Like I had to keep the light on. I must have been like sixteen or fifteen, maybe, and I had to like keep the light on. And 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 I was like, "Oh, dude, dude, like keep the door open. I don't want anyone coming in." And he's like, "Dude, it's a movie, man." And uh, first, I was amazed by like a DVD, like a, I could watch a movie on my computer with a DVD drive. It was they didn't even have burners yet. It was just a DVD player. Yeah, and uh, that was my first DVD player. And then, uh, and then he would make fun of me because I had to have the door open and the lights on. And it was like it was late at night, so it wasn't like it was like my parents were away for like the weekend, and my buddy came over. We just hung out and watched movies, and like got fat and ate junk food and stuff. Nice. And he was like, "Dude, like really?" I'm like, "Bro, you're leaving the lights." It's just like it's like midnight or whatever it was, twelve twelve thirty. And I'm like, "Yeah, we gotta leave the lights on, man. I don't know about this." <laughs> What about you, Derek? Was this uh, was this your first viewing of Halloween, the original Halloween? Yes, it was actually. I, I remember. Wow. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I gotta go, guys. See you later. <laughs> and that's good night, show. everyone. That's the end of the show. <laughs> wow. No. No. Right. So, well, to fast or not fast forward, rewind to my childhood. I was not a big horror fan growing up. I knew of like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, and I knew who the characters were and kind of the basis of what the plots were for each of these movies, but I never watched them. So fast forward to a couple of months ago, Jason has the idea, hey, do you want to do, uh, do you want to review Halloween 1 and 2 on Nerd Cave Retro? Because last year we did the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So I said, sure. I'd never seen them before, but it gives me a reason to watch them. I was on that show too, now that I think about it. Yes, you were. Mm-hmm. Kind of a... I still remember us making fun of the end when, uh, yeah. when like the dummy or mannequin or whatever was went through the door window. Yeah, oh, I still have this. Hold on, let me. Let me. This is a little throwback to last year. Hey, up yours with a twirling lawnmower. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I used that as the sign off for show. the show. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot all about that show until Derek just brought it up. That's funny. Up oh, that's great. With a twirling lawnmower. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, so I watched it for the first time actually last night at like twelve thirty at night. Oh man, and, so this is fresh in your head. And I'll be honest, and just kind of my quick thoughts, and I know we'll we'll dive really into it here in a second. But I absolutely love the movie. Yeah. 
it didn't freak me out like I thought it was going to because it was really more of a suspense type thriller than yeah. what you'd call like a slasher horror film. Oh yeah. And I thought it was great. You know, everything from you know the pacing of the film and really to me what made the difference was John Carpenter's score. Oh, Just yeah. like that slow piano when you know that Michael Myers is around, but you don't know exactly when he's going to show up. And then, of course, the the theme of the movie is just so iconic. You, if you don't, if you've never seen the movie, you know what the theme song is. Oh yeah. Um, as far as I go, I honestly I don't remember the first time I ever saw this movie because, um, you know me me and you, Joey, we're the same age. So back in the eighties, like the the big horror movies growing up were always the Friday the Thirteenth movies yep. and Nightmare. Everything on everything like big with my friends in my area was always Freddy and Jason. Yeah, like Michael Myers wasn't that big of a deal by the time I got to be you know like in the, the late eighties, early nineties. Um, I remember. Halloween three season of the witch was actually the only Halloween movie I had seen up until, you know, I think I was in high school when I finally saw Halloween one and two. Um, and that's probably why I like Halloween three the most, because I don't know if you remember this, Joey, when, when Fox first became a station, you know, when we were really little, there was only like the big three CBS, NBC, and ABC. And yeah. then Fox came along like around 86, late 85, early 86, and they were starved for um, content. So I remember watching movies like DC Cab and stuff like that on oh my God. the Fox network, but they didn't, they didn't um, bleep out anything. Like they didn't cut anything. That was the <laughs> first time I saw boobs was DC Cab on the Fox net- Network. I think yeah, they I was just like, wanted viewers. That's yeah. why, you know, nothing so, mattered. And I'm talking it's about... one way was, to get viewers. Yeah, this was before yeah, Married yeah. with Children and stuff. And we used to have this one thing on Sunday nights. It was the uh, um, Crown Dodge Chrysler uh, Sunday night movie. And it, and it was usually horror movies. And um, it was like the local, you know, Crown Dodge Chrysler dealership, whatever. And they would play movies on Sunday nights and they always recycled like the same eight or nine movies. So I saw season, um, season of the witch many times on the Fox network on Sunday nights. And I loved this movie, um, or the third one. And like I said, it wasn't until I was in high school when I finally saw the first two Halloween movies. And it's pretty much been a, a yearly Halloween viewing for me ever since then. I don't think I've missed a Halloween where I haven't watched at least the first Halloween movie. Halloween 2 was not so much in the rotation. I haven't seen it in probably 20 years. But I'm going to be honest, I actually, in watching it with a critical eye this time around, I think I enjoyed part 2 better than I, better than I enjoyed part 1 this time around. Really? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. The The first one kind of felt a little bit slow. Like, it was very slowly paced. Yeah, and even Michael Myers in the first film, to me, is much more methodical in, you know, one, who he chooses to kill and the pace that he does it at. I feel like it's every 10 or 15 minutes something happens in the first one. But with the second one... He just kind of dives right in, and when he goes to the hospital, he just starts picking everyone off one yeah. by one. And it just seems so. Like it, it was amped up a little bit. Yeah, it just seems like there's long periods of like dialogue in the first one, which a lot of that was actually uh, Deborah Hill. Um, yeah, 
And I, I did, did you guys ever listen to, um, let me look up this podcast I listened to not too long ago. Um, let's see if I still have it in my, um, it was all about the Halloween movies. Yes, it was an eight-part series. Yes, but I don't remember yep. the name. Of... I listened to it religiously for like a week until I finished it. I don't remember the name of it either, yeah, but I, it was awesome. I don't have it in my uh, my queue anymore. <clears throat> hmm, that sucks. Um, but yeah, it's it's like an eight or nine-part series all about the Halloween movies. Oh, you know what? It was eight parts, and then the ninth part was like a bonus that went over like the the newer one. Yeah. But that was really good. If you look that up, uh, the, uh, something about Halloween. Yeah, I'm sure if you look up I'm Halloween podcast, right you'll you'll find it. Um, but it was really good to listen to. But a lot of the the dialogue, especially amongst the young, you know, the young females in the movie, was written by Deborah Hill. So that's why a lot of the dialogue actually seems pretty natural between you know all the females in the movie. But there were just long stretches of nothing happening, like. The walk of uh, <laughs> um, Lori on her way home from school took like 30 minutes, you know, of the movie. And it's kind of like, uh, something please happen. Because I don't know, just I, I've always seemed to watch this movie with like something going on. Like it's always kind of more background noise for me. And when I do watch it, I'm doing other things and not really paying that much attention to it because I've seen it a thousand times. But now watching it just as a pure, like sitting down to watch it with a critical eye, I still love it, but it's the first film of its kind. I mean, this is the movie that set up all the tropes that come afterwards as far as all the slasher flicks of the 80s. None of that had happened before this, other than uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that was nothing along these lines. I mean, this movie set up all the... All the rules you heard about in the Scream movie were, were built by Halloween. But by yeah. the way, the the Halloween podcast was called Halloween Unmasked. That's it, Halloween Unmasked. Great. Yep. It was an eight part series. series, and then the last part, which was the bonus episode, came out the day that the latest movie came out. Yeah. So I I actually waited all day and didn't listen to it because I saw the movie. Me and my wife saw it that night, like opening night, and I waited till after to see it after. I saw it to to listen to the podcast, and it was awesome. Yeah, well, I have to subscribe to that one. So, should we go over the? If nobody's ever seen this movie, <laughs> which if you're listening to this and you've never seen it, um, there's going to be spoilers. So, if it, go watch it and come back. But basically, uh, the movie starts out on Halloween night, 1963, in Haddonfield, Illinois. <laughs> Uh, Michael Myers is a little boy about six years old, and he stabs his older sister to death with a kitchen knife. And then he is incarcerated in a sanitarium uh, and over the next 15 years. And then he escapes and makes his way back to Haddonfield, um, where he um, basically hunts Laurie Strode <laughs> because he sees her dropping the key off at his old house. Um Basically, he just like just goes on a, a killing spree for the rest of the the movie. He's being hunted by Doctor Loomis, who was played by uh, um, Donald Pleasance, who was you know really gave the movie some gravitas. I still love his character to this day. He was the best actor in that whole movie. In oh my yeah, opinion. oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was also it was Jane Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie, mm -hmm. and of course she uh, her mother is. Um, 
oh, what's her name? She she was she played in uh, Psycho. Um, oh, crap. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, uh, Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was the daughter of Janet Lee, and um, she uh, auditioned to be a part of this movie. She didn't want you know to go into Hollywood using you know didn't want nepotism to be a part of it. She got the the role. Uh, strictly on you know by herself to get this role um but yeah this was uh this is the first movie that kind of set up the whole um slasher genre so what do you guys how do you guys feel uh, derek you're you're fresh off of very first viewing like what were your your thoughts of the movie well, funny enough, I didn't know that this was the film that set up all the quote-unquote rules until I was reading about it after I watched the movie. But thinking about it, it really does make sense. You know, it's like I was saying before, I didn't really know what to expect because I, I knew the very basis of the plot. But I didn't really read anything about this or the sequel until I watched them because I wanted to go in with a completely fresh view. And what really stood out to me, you know, from because I've seen Friday the 13th, I've seen A Nightmare on Elm Street. The thing that intrigued me about Michael Myers is that you didn't really know that much about him other than he killed his sister when he was a six-year-old. But you didn't really learn that much about his origin throughout the film. You learn about it a little bit in the second film. Derek, but, yes. sorry to interrupt. Did you see the Scream series or no? I have not. Okay, sorry. That's next on my list. We'll, okay. do, that. But, um, we'll do that next Halloween. <laughs> yes. No, we should. I, I want to be on that, too. Okay. I love that most of the series. Absolutely. Anyway. But yeah, that was something that really intrigued me and made me want to read more about his character and just the film itself. Because, you know, as Nightmare on Elm Street goes along, you learn that, oh, these parents burned Freddy alive. You learn more about Jason as the film goes on. But Michael Myers is just this kind of mysterious being and he's basically just immortal you can't kill him and he's in no way sympathetic or relatable at all yeah which i think works to that character's advantage well actually and to on that point um i have uh it's kind of a long clip it's about a, a minute long i might i may cut it a little short but this is uh dr loomis describing uh Michael Myers. So I'm going to play this and then we'll we'll discuss. Yeah, you could play the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to me you're just playing scared. Yes. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. What do we do? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. Basically just saying he's just the embodiment of evil. That's all he is. But it worked to that character's advantage. Like, the great thing about him was that you didn't really know anything other than he's come back, 
to kill people. That makes it almost scarier because you don't know anything about them. Yeah. Yeah. Because even, well, and even oh, know, go ahead. Even with uh, you know Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, you get that backstory, and even with with Michael Myers, you get the backstory that he was a little kid who killed his sister, but you still don't really get in his head. At yeah, that's all, all you get. <laughs> yeah, that's all you get. I love the opening sequence too, just the from completely his point of view, so you don't even see his expression. What you know? Right. What's really going through his mind as he's you killing see the his two own eye sister. holes in yeah. the mask, and that's it. And then when it's ripped off, he just has this blank, <sighs> you know, empty expression on his face. Which credit to the the child actor who did that? Yeah, yeah. So what about you, Joey? Like, what are your Michael? thoughts? Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on you know watching it now as opposed to then like i know it scared you to death as a teenager but does it still hold up for you or i may have been a little bit younger than a teenager okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't want to sound too much like a uh i don't know what the hell the word is but a wussy cat. yeah <laughs> um i still love this movie dude i still watch it every i mean i watch it throughout the year once in a while too uh, like I told you earlier, actually, my uh, my wife and I, uh, she was my fiance at the time, but we watched uh, all of them straight through, with the exception of three, like I don't know, Ooh. two three months ago maybe, and then we watched three afterwards because um, she wanted the whole Michael Myers Michael Myers storyline straight through without any interruptions. So I'm like, good, we'll we'll watch one and two, and then we'll get rid of the one I don't acknowledge, and then four, five, six, twelve, thirteen, and forty eight or whatever. And then um, we what we did that actually it might have been like a year ago now because we did that before we went to see the new one. So that might have been like last year sometime now that I think about it. So just to touch on on the new one real quick, um, basically with the new one they go back <clears throat> and basically retcon everything from two forward. They basically said that two didn't happen. How did right. you feel about that? Because going back watching two this time around, and in part two, we'll get into it a little bit, but um, basically they made Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, to be Michael Myers' younger sister, and that's why he went back to Haddonfield to hunt her. Um, I kind of felt like it made some sense watching it this, this time around, but I don't know. I, I kind of like... Uh, I mean, I the the movie that came out last year. I saw it twice in the theater. I loved it so much. Yeah, so did I. So I don't know. I, I kind of am. I kind of wish they wouldn't have uh, have destroyed everything that happened in two. But at the same time, you know, they could do that because two was, even though I had fun watching it, it it didn't quite feel the same as the first. There's movie. not a lot of substance. No, it didn't. Yeah, it just it was more surface level, just kind of. It didn't have the, I don't know. It just felt like it didn't have quite the same heart that the first one had, even though it felt it, like a cookie cutter sequel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with them totally retconning everything because I really did enjoy the one last year, and I can't wait for the next one to come out. Oh God, next year it's coming out. I can't wait. I I, I really liked the fact that uh, they because they mentioned the sister thing. I think in the original two, um. So I maybe it was in four. I don't remember, but I I like the fact that they that they kept that in there, uh, or maybe I don't remember what part it was, but it was somewhere down the line where you find out that it's his sister, 
Well, that I don't was... know if that was in the that might not have been in the original two. It might have been in like four or six or something. Well, no, it was um, in part two. Actually, I have the clip right here of where where they reveal that she is his sister. If you want me to, play oh yeah, it. yeah. There we go. Doctor Loomis, please listen to me. There's a file on Michael Myers that nobody knew about. I've seen everything. No, no, it was hidden, sealed by the court after his parents were killed. Now, after the governor heard what happened tonight, he authorized Dr. Rogers to open it. What file? It isn't fair. They should have allowed you to examine everything. That girl, that Strode girl, that's Michael Meyer's sister. She was born two years before he was committed. Two years after, his parents died and she was adopted by the Strodes. They requested that the records be sealed in order to protect the family. Jesus, don't you see what he's doing here in Haddonfield? He killed one sister 15 years ago. Now he's trying to kill the other. So that's where they reveal in part two that she is his sister. Okay, so I did I did remember it correctly, yeah. But I, I like the fact that they left that in there, and I I didn't necessarily... I, I loved the, the, newer, the newest movie, but I didn't necessarily love the fact that... Uh, if I if I remember correctly, the end of it kind of ended the same way with a big fire. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the way the original two ended. It was just in a different building. I kind of would have liked to have seen some more originality, especially if they're completely saying, you know, two never really happened. We're gonna replace it, sort of quote unquote, replace it with this, and then they finish it the same way. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cheesy. I mean. I like the thing about the and by the way, I I have ever since I saw that movie, I've wanted an island in my kitchen that moves yeah. by a button on the wall, and there's like a hidden thing in the basement. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. A little panic room but, down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, loaded up with guns too. Holy Christ. Oh yeah. But um, but I I just I was kind of thinking like, man, the movie I I loved it. Like I'd give it like I don't know an eight out of ten maybe. But just seeing that it kind of ended the same way, it just happened in a different location when they originally said we're going to get rid of the whole two and basically replace it with this. I kind of was hoping that that ending would be, you know, wildly different as well. And it wasn't. Yeah. But it almost seemed not I don't want to say lazy, but it seemed uh, lazy, I guess. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. But um, but I still love I really love the new one. I love almost every movie in the series. Yeah, yeah, the new one's on my list to watch before Halloween. Are you yeah. doing them in order? Uh, so I watched three first, and then went back and watched one and two. Oh my god! But I, I'm gonna continue doing it. I want to try and watch at least the first Scream. Did before, Jay talk you into that? Halloween. Yes, he did. We'll we'll oh, get into god. come on. <laughs> we'll, get it, we'll get into that on on part. Don't, two. don't corrupt Derek too. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? Well. I do want to say real quick about the whole, you know, sister revelation. It, like Jason was saying, it it makes sense because it provides an explanation as to why Michael Myers is targeting her. But I think I would have rather have liked to see something different. I don't know what that would be, but I felt like the family connection was kind of a, an easy out to explain the whole thing. Yeah, like I didn't hate it, but as I'm sitting there watching it, and you know that happens, I'm thinking. It's probably the first thing they came up with, and we're like, yeah, we'll just do that. Yeah, it seemed like uh, easy, almost. Yeah. So originally... You know what? I, I just want to bring up one thing that uh, that Jason brought up earlier, um, and now I forget what it was. Damn it. 
I, I really have no idea where I was going with that. I completely <laughs> forgot. Well, if you remember, just jump in. Yeah. But um, but originally, the the role of Dr. Loomis was intended for Peter Cushing, who was Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars. Do you think that... I was I was going to say, wasn't that Columbo? No. <laughs> that was... Who was, uh, Co- uh, who was Columbo? That was Peter... Oh, well, all right. Well, at least it was a Peter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Peter something. But no, um, do you think? Pe- how do you think Peter Cushing would have would have done as the role of Doctor Loomis? Because I, I don't know. I think that would have been good, but I couldn't see really anybody playing that role as well as as uh, Donald Pleasance did. He just has a, a screen presence about him. Oh, well, yeah, I read yeah. that Christopher Lee was a popular choice by. Um, John Carpenter, but apparently for Christopher Lee, the money was too low. But then he went on to say that he regretted not taking that role. Yeah. But like you said, I couldn't picture anybody else but Donald Pleasance. He, to me, he was easily the best actor in that whole movie, and when he showed up on screen, you, your focus was on him because you knew he was going to say something that would drive the story f- further. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that completely just left my head. But uh, but Jason, Jason mentioned earlier that we kind of got a little bit of a backstory. So uh, just skip it ahead a million years to the Rob Zombie part one. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. All right. I liked the first half hour of Rob Zombie one. Uh, I never watched uh, two until last year when me and my girl watched them together. It was awful. Um, which based on just watching those two movies of his, I don't care about anything else he does. Music well, music wise, I kind of got out of him a long time ago. But movie wise, I just don't care about anything else he does. Just I don't know. He just doesn't appeal to me, I guess. But the thing that I really did like about Rob Zombie or about uh Halloween one, zombies Halloween one was the first half hour was all backstory. So like, you know, you, you see like what happened. And like how he got the way he is, like mentally, and like why he wants to hide his face, and and like his shitty relationship with his mother and her stepfather, or her stepfather, his stepfather is his mother's boyfriend or whatever, and blah blah blah, and the sister and all that. So like you kind of get the whole deal, and then if if you take the first half hour of of Zombies Halloween one and put that in the beginning of the original Halloween one, I think it would be perfect. Yeah. Except for like I'm not into like like. I don't even remember if you guys curse on this show. I forget. Oh yeah. But, uh, but like, I wasn't into like, fuck was every other word. And there was like a lot of sexual stuff in there. Like I'm just as horny as the next guy, but like, I don't want to see like, you know, I I don't need to see naked chicks to make a horror movie, a horror movie or a slasher movie, a slasher movie. Like I wasn't into all that. And like, I'm not into like super gory stuff. And like, there was a lot of like gore and blood and like, like Rob Zombie's movie didn't seem like it seemed more like a horror movie than like a, thriller kind of you know mystery suspense thriller kind of thing like the original halloween seemed like to me but uh but yeah i i love that there was all that backstory so like i said if you cut out the first half hour of of zombies halloween one put that at the beginning of the original halloween one i think that would be a perfect movie well that was the thing like the first you know the original halloween that we're talking about there wasn't a lot of blood you know yeah that's what i liked about it yes i liked about it. it was it was a lot more it, it was scary. Like anybody could, you know, stab somebody with a knife, and there's a, you know, a thousand liters of blood on the screen or whatever. But like this was like scary. Like um, from a mental aspect. Yes, that's what, yes. There was not. There was blood, but there was not a lot. There was not gratuitous gore. 
Um, but but yeah, it was very like it was mentally like and emotionally like startling is almost like the best way I could put it. He would stab someone once and then it would cut to another scene. Yeah. Right. Which I thought was perfect. Yeah, he wasn't like decapitating people and swimming around their blood for eight minutes with a chicken stuck to his leg or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> like sacrificing animals and stuff like that. Like I mean, it just I wasn't I just I don't just not into all the blood and stuff. As much as I love horror movies, I just don't really eh, it's not for me. Yeah, honestly, like uh, the the Rob Zombie version of the ha- Halloween one and two, I don't remember anything <laughs> from them at all. I don't know what that says about it, but <laughs> it was it, it wasn't very memorable. I mean, I you know, like I liked the uh, like the stuff at the at the asylum and stuff when he was a little kid when Malcolm McDowell went in there and he was like, "Yo, let's talk about this and how can you hate your mom and blah blah." And he like talked, and then one day he just stopped talking, and they were like, "Oh, this happened," and blah blah blah, and like it it just brought everything up to speed. And then after that half hour, it cut to like when he's an adult now and. Here's the rest of you know Rob Zombie's interpretation of it, which was not good. In, yeah. in my opinion, it was not good at all. But again, that's that what I remember hearing about it. Good. Yeah, but I, I remember uh, reading reviews saying that it was very just blah and not very memorable. Yeah, it was just too bloody and cursy and and nakedy for me. Yeah, for as a as a movie, if any of that makes sense. Uh, well, I feel like a, a, especially around that time that that movie came out that. Uh, like, almost. I think corpses came out shortly before that, right? House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that came out what two thousand one or nine? I think so. I don't even remember when Zombies Halloween came out, but I know. Uh, I don't, maybe it was that or Devil's Rejects that had come out like only a couple years before that. So his name was still kind of fresh on like people's minds, movie yeah. wise at least. At least. Well, that was also the around that time that the the first Halloween came out. There was a lot of horror movies coming out that was almost like torture porn, and I just yeah. I'm, I'm not into that type of horror. Yeah, um, yeah, like Hostel and things like that. Like I and I never saw Centipede. that. Oh, it's not worth watching. I mean, unless just you, never, it never, just never interested me. It's it's I don't know. It's just it's not my cup of tea <laughs> to just watch people get tortured for two hours like that's not horror to me like i want to be psychologically tortured (laughs) you know like that's that's why i'm not a fan of the zombie movies um other than you know the the little kid part of one because it's just too like to me it's it seems lazy like hey let's put a guy in a mask he just stabs a bunch of people and then he you know other people say fuck a bunch of times and then two guys have you know two guys whatever two guys or girls whatever have sex in the corner hey great like big deal like that's not a horror movie to me i actually i wrote an entire like four page review like shitting all over this movie like when it first came out and it it was on easyjournal.com which is now gone (laughs) and i remember i remember they never or i didn't get any email saying hey we're shutting our site down so get your crap off it now and i never saw that so i lost everything oh that's so yeah i i I read that thing back me to myself after i wrote it and i laughed for like a week it was great (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> but I do have some more clips I want to play <clears throat> from the movie. This is actually at the very beginning when uh, they they're pulling up to the uh, the asylum and all the inmates have escaped. The only thing that ever bothers me is their gibberish when they start raving on and on. You haven't anything to worry about. He hasn't spoken a word in fifteen years. 
there any special instructions? Just try to understand what we're dealing with here. Don't underestimate it. Don't you think we could refer to it as him? If you say so. So uh, I don't think they ever really explain why, you know, what was going on at the institution, do, do they? I'm only, I'm only getting, like, pieces of the audio, by the way. Like, oh, it's yes. every... Yeah, that, that's just uh, Discord. It's a Discord thing, because I oh, can't right. really hear it either. Okay. I know I know if you have the Discord uh, input on, like, uh, voice activity versus uh, whatever, press key to, to speak or whatever, it's, it's usually worse, but I don't know, maybe it's me. Uh, it's just voice activity. Yeah. Um, but they never mentioned what happened to all the other inmates, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't really go... I don't know, they went, just... on, they went on to make other movies. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> maybe, maybe they were the Thousand Corpses in the House of a Thousand Corpses. And I uh, captured a little uh, Jamie Lee Curtis scream here. for It's like two seconds long. I don't know why I captured I just liked it, so... <laughs> is that when she walks into the cop? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Garrett. Uh, kind of going back to the the inmates, a scene that I actually really liked because it addressed a question that I had when Michael Myers steals the car and drives back to his hometown. <laughs> how did he learn how to drive while well, he was locked up in a mental institution? Even the somebody, doctor was like, "How how did he learn this?" But I guess somebody I, around here must have taught him. <laughs> Well, and they in the the novel version, they actually address that, saying that as Michael was being taken to all these sessions, he would watch Doctor Loomis and how he drove. So watching it was how he learned. Ah, that makes which sense. I, I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, that part I never knew. Yeah, I read about that uh, earlier today when I was reading like the the full like Wikipedia for halloween oh, i I, cool. I thought it was cool that they actually addressed it because that was a question that i had whenever you know he jumps in the car and drives off i'm thinking how does he know how to drive he's been locked up since he was six years old yeah yeah and this is all we ever hear of michael myers we get the heavy breathing i wish i had you all alone just the two of us Which that's basically kind of the same sound we get at the. Is very... that Vader? <laughs> no, it's him breathing <laughs> inside the mask. But that's the same sound we get um, <clears throat> at the very end of the movie that was released last year. After the credits, yep. you get yep. that heavy breathing inside the mask. Well, it was at the very end of this movie too, yeah. which I thought was perfect with with it cutting to different shots of the houses throughout the neighborhood, and all you hear is the breathing. Yeah. Oh, it was a great way to end it. Yeah, the the shots at the end, I think, were all the places where he was. Yeah. Or something like that. I read something like that. It was supposed to be all the places that he was in the movie. Well, and funny enough, at the end, when um, when uh, Dr. Loomis shoots Michael Myers and he falls off the balcony, you know, and then he looks down and he's gone, you notice that he doesn't really look shocked. And that was Donald Pleasance's idea because he told John Carpenter that I feel like my character should not be shocked the fact that, you know, I didn't kill him. Right. So that expression at the end was totally his idea. And then once that happens and you cut to the various shots of where he's been, it was the boogeyman. That breathing was great. It was the boogeyman. As a matter of fact, it was. was. Well, actually, I have that clip right here. (laughs) What's the boogeyman? 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. As a matter of fact, it was. Ah, such a good scene. Yeah. So what do you guys feel about about part two, moving into part two a bit? Um, Michael Myers, it's a lot gorier than the first movie. And um, Yeah, I wasn't into the, uh, the, the, the face melting dude in the hot tub. That was not... Yeah. No, that was, that was a bit much. Yeah, I was like, dude, that's, that's kind of... Nah. I don't even remember how 2 started, actually. Uh, it takes they showed the like, very like last. Yeah, two yeah I know they showed the end one. of one. Yeah, so it they takes, showed like the imprint in the grass. Yeah, it takes place like directly at the end of part one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what? The end of part one, he runs, he goes back in and says the boogeyman thing, and then the start of part two, they show him running downstairs and going out the front door. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, right. Lori... And he's screaming, call the police, tell them he's back, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Lori ends up in the hospital, and um, basically that's where she stays the entire movie. She's in the hospital. Yeah. That's where the movie stays, too. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, basically Michael Myers is uh, trying to make his way to Lori, you know, like trying to find out where she is. Um, and Dr. Loomis is still on the hunt. Like him and the cops are on the, the hunt for Michael all over the town. Of course, Michael's been shot several times, and... Uh, leaving little trails of blood here and there, but it, it got pretty much to the point of of being ridiculous how unkillable he was in the second movie. I mean, she shot him in the face for Christ's sakes. Yeah, at the end of the movie, she stabbed his eyeballs out with a coat hanger. Yeah, and he just is blindly hacking and slashing. Yeah, yeah, and then and then he waits a couple minutes and he's okay again. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's got like I a felt... mutant healing factor. I felt like it was delving into what we think is just the silly, over-the-top, you know, horror films. Because, like, Nightmare got that way, you know, later on in its its heyday. But I think that's one of the reasons why, me personally, I much prefer the first one over the second one. I still enjoy the second one, because you get a little bit more backstory on who Michael Myers is. But I felt like it was a little too over-the-top. In a yeah, way. That's that's kind of how I feel. Like, I think that's why I love the Scream series so much because it's all like it can happen. Like, it's all realistic. Like, guy gets shot, he's dead. That's it. Yeah. He's not in the rest of the series. He's dead. 
like Michael Myers gets shot six times at the end of one. He goes, he comes back, you know, the next morning. He's like, hey, let's make 12 more movies. And I'm like, okay, sure, buddy. Like, I, I still love this this series, but that's the only thing that I, I, I dig movies that can really happen. Like, I dig the realism of stuff like that. And like this, other than him, everything else was like, you know, a guy gets run over by a car or he's dead. Yeah. Michael Myers gets shot. He just like laughs and you know behind his mask and goes to get a burger or whatever <laughs> you shoot him six times the next morning he's sitting outside his house drinking coffee yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh hey doc oh, yeah he's drinking it's pouring out of his chest from the bullet holes <laughs> that's just going down his throat hey doc how are you hey buddy the coffee's fresh <laughs> the thing is i you know john carpenter deborah hill really didn't know what to do for part two when they were approached to do the sequel and there's a quote here that said Carpenter described that his writing of the screenplay, quote, mainly dealt with a lot of beer sitting in front of a typewriter saying, what the fuck am I doing? I don't know. End quote. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing when you get to Halloween three. I don't know. I, I mean, I understand that people were upset that there was no Michael Myers in it, but he was definitively killed at the end of part two. Dr. Loomis was definitively killed. He sacrificed himself to kill Michael Myers. Yeah. Where the hell else are you going to go? You know? True. But then, like, I, I guess we'll, I'll say this briefly, but I'll save most of my thoughts for the third one for, you know, our next episode. But the way that they explained why three had nothing to do with the first two makes sense, but I don't think it was the right decision. Yeah. But I'll save that for yeah, we'll, part two. We'll, we'll save that for the next one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who did, uh, Oh, by, by the way, I just want to bring up the, uh, Deborah Hill connection other than her role in, uh, making this obviously a, she's from Jersey. Which I am, and B, she's from Haddonfield. Mm -hmm. oh, nice, Haddonfield, New Jersey. Yes, which I've never been to before. Maybe. That's another thing. Like me and this kid Ray that I went to high school with, uh, we were like me and this kid were like inseparable for a lot of years in school, and we would watch Halloween together every Halloween over the phone because we were too young to like go to each other's houses or, or whatever. Uh, and when we were, we nobody our parents didn't want to drive us, so we would just turn on the i don't know we're watching on the phone together and uh we were always like yeah man when we get cars we're gonna go to haddonfield new jersey and check it out and then we realized oh it's in illinois like <laughs> i don't know if we couldn't read or if we just didn't remember or what because it said haddonfield illinois on the screen in the movie like at least twice so i don't know if we couldn't read or what the hell was going on but we never went because we were so upset that it wasn't in new jersey yeah <laughs> But years later, when I found out that Deborah Hill is from New Jersey and she's from Haddonfield, New Jersey, I was very excited. If I'm That's not awesome. mistaken, was this the movie that they were starting to uh, starting to divorce during the making of this one? Uh, I think John that was Carpenter? two. I don't yeah, I think I it was two as well. Yeah, because they, they were starting their split <laughs> around this time. So that, that affected a lot of his writing, too. Yeah. yeah. I remember I, I when I was reading about these two films when that happened, Jamie Lee Curtis was like legitimately upset about it because she called those two her horror parents. Yeah, yeah. So the way it was like her parents were getting divorced. <clears throat> so was it just me, or did her hair seem like a wig in the second? <laughs> it seemed very straw. 
Yeah. Like I was trying to find Now that you mentioned that I didn't think about that, but now that you mention it was, Yeah, it did seem like a wig. I was trying to find out if, if this might have been made around the time of like uh um trading places or something like that. Like maybe she had to cut her hair for something. Uh, but then had to wear a wig for this movie because that her hair didn't seem real in this movie, but she was definitely way more made up in this movie too. Like as far as uh, makeup and stuff, like she she looked like five years older in this movie than she did in the first one. Which is funny because out of her and the actors who played her friends, she was the only one who was a legit teenager at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know if you guys have um, Discord open, but. I just sent a picture. That's the next tattoo I want. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's sick. That's I don't awesome. know if I would get it, though, exactly like that, because now somebody has it. But, like, I don't even know where this picture came from. But, like, for the last, like, three or four years, this picture has been like, oh, I want this. Because it's got the house and, it, you know, the Ma- the Myers mask and everything. The detail is amazing. So I, I, I'm I sure I'll end up getting it just like this. I don't know where, but uh, but... Since we're talking about it, I just figured I would throw that photo in there. That looks Dude, awesome. the detail in that is awesome. You, why Which, speaking of that, the... why don't you get the poster for Halloween 3 on your leg? <laughs> How much are you paying for it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to need you to pay for the tattoo and give me a bonus. <laughs> I got five on it. <laughs> and then I need you to autograph it for me. Sure, I can do that. <laughs> well, I will throw this out there. Since you mentioned the Michael Myers mask, the origin behind the actual mask is is a pretty cool story because it's an actual <laughs> Captain Kirk mask mm-hmm, yeah. that was painted white. And then I think they made the eye holes a bit bigger, which I thought was Yeah. I had no idea, but when I read it, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. And and you know what's funny? It looks nothing like William Shatner. No, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know what they were going for, but I'm sure that like John Carpenter and Deborah Hill probably bought all of them. Just for filming, because nobody else was buying. It doesn't even look anything like him. Well, I, I think understand. it was actually made off of uh, 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 they when he died, a, right, or a, something. A mold of his face for a movie where he was supposed to play a corpse or something like that. So they actually did do a life mask of William Shatner, and he was also like kind of bloated up because this was back like in the seventies <laughs> when he wasn't working all that much, so he was kind of fat. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they took a death mask of him and uh, or a life mask of him. And uh, that's what the 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 Michael Myers mask is based off of is that life mask. That's they funny. Made him. Would have been funny if it made Michael Myers act like William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to stab you now. Please <laughs> don't run. Con. <laughs> Let's see. I got another clip here that says Sam Hain, and I'm not quite sure what this clip was, so I'm just gonna play it and see what it is. What's this? It's gibberish. No, it's a Celtic word. Sam Hain. It means the Lord of the Dead. The end of summer. The festival. Of Sam Glenn, Glenn Danzig. October 31st. <laughs> that was the band that Glenn Danzig was in between yeah. the Misfits yeah. and Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> been hilarious if they mentioned that some. It was a band. <laughs> oh, 
it's funny. I don't know. I really did enjoy my my viewing of Halloween 2 this time around. It's not something I'm going to watch all the time, but it was fun to watch it because I haven't seen it in such a long time. I find myself, like, when I go back and watch these, I always find myself watching, like, one a thousand times, and then I, I watch the other ones, like, once or twice, maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't really... And I go back and watch them a lot. Like I like I loved last year's, and I love the first one. And like the H two O was pretty good. But like it's always one that I go back to so many times. Yeah, I wasn't really into the the nineties uh, Halloween movies, like all the Dimension films, uh, the H two O, and the, I think the Curse of Michael Myers and all. H two O was the one with the reality show, right? With Tupac, uh, not Tupac. Yeah. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Busta Rhymes. Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Yeah. How come these guys can't have real names? <laughs> I mean, I know Tupac was his real name, but come on, Busta Rhymes, like Young Breezy or whatever. Come on, nobody names their kid that. Starring Young Breezy. I mean, nobody names their kid Undertaker either. But- but I mean, yeah, well. still, <laughs> if I ever have a kid, I'm naming him Undertaker. <laughs> well, you have to have a second one to name him Kane. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And you have to get Vince McMahon's approval before you can use those names. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like, um, like I said. Yeah. The, so I, w- I was saying before. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. um, the, the, the dude's melted face was like the scene that the only scene I really kind of didn't care for. Or didn't I could do without? Put it that way. I could have done without that scene. I'd rather watch the guy get stabbed in the back and die that way than get his face melted off. Yeah. Well, there was the the nurse who was laying on the gurney, and she had the IV uh, coming out of her arm that had like drained all of her blood. Yeah. That was that was a bit much for me. I don't I don't even remember that part. And I had totally forgotten that uh, what's his name <clears throat> the 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 last Starfighter was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex from the Last Starfighter was in this as the uh, the EMT, sort of the sort of a uh, pseudo love interest for Lori. Yeah, I, I was going to say the the annoying virgin is what I was going to call him, but yeah. yes, the creeper EMT. <laughs> yeah. So what happened to him at the end of the movie? Did he die? He slipped on the uh, in the blood and hit the back of his head. But then he got in the car with Lori because yeah. Lori was h- hiding outside in the car. He gets in the car. It and then he just dies on the the horn. Did he and, just die, or he just never? They just never showed him again. Yeah, I guess they just never showed him again. He's he's what film sack would call the chick in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's interesting. What the hell? I didn't even you know who think else? about that until just now. I would love to see that guy come back in next year's movie. He should. Guys, remember me? Like, and then they're like, "No, no, that movie never happened. So yeah. you never existed." <laughs> who are you? The first. Yeah, who are you? I also want to meet Devon Graham. Um, when uh, when Michael drove by really fast in the in the the station wagon, and Annie turns around and goes, "Hey, Jerk, speed kills." Oh yeah. And the other the other chick's like, "Wasn't that Devon Graham? That guy's like got a lot of money in a car or some crap like that." I want to meet that guy. Like, I want him to just show up yeah. as some <laughs> random bit part where like he just comes in, like just show him walking in like a Walmart. And he like gives his credit card, and they're like, "Oh, thank you, Mr. Graham." Yeah, and he's like, he drives up in a Lamborghini. Call me Devon. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He drives up in a Lamborghini. <laughs> Please call me Devon, and then that's it. And then only like us three will get it. Like, oh my god, that's the guy from you know eight thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's back. I almost yeah. caught that clip too. Um, 
Oh God, let's see if I still. I have could do it. it for you. Hey, jerk! Speed kills. <laughs> you're gonna get us in tr- Annie, you're gonna get us in trouble. No, That's I it. got I rid of it. I did. I did capture it, but then I got rid of it. I was like, ah, that one doesn't really. <laughs> I like Joey's version anything. a lot better anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I honestly don't have much more to say about part two. It's it's it's. It was very filler. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to watch occasionally, like, you know, once every 20 years. You know what I did like? Uh, this was the second time he got his eyeball stabbed out. Yeah. <laughs> Except I think I, I, I think in one, it was only one eyeball, right? This I time. Think so. And it was with a, a, a clothes rack, a clothes rack. What do you call that thing? A clothes hanger. And then in this one, she shot his eyeballs out. Yeah. And uh, nothing came out of the back of his head. So the bullets are in there floating around or whatever. But. He, I, I kind of dug that like blind, like swatting with the knife or whatever. I did too. That, yeah, that was kind of cool. Like, at least that kind of stuff made sense. And then, like, the gasoline thing where what's his name? Uh, Loomis, Dr. Like, Loomis. Yeah, was like, uh, yo, I'm just gonna kill this guy. I'm just gonna like light a freaking Zippo and blow it up. And you're like, oh, oh, let's just do that. I'm, I'm, you know, Lori's right here. Let's do it while she's standing there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let her escape first. It's time, Michael. Yeah. And but then I he mean, walks out of the fire. But I can kind of understand oh. where Dr. Loomis was coming from. He, you know, he, he pretty much figured that's the only way to stop an unstoppable machine at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, wait, Derek, you said you didn't see Scream, right? I have not, no. So then, oh, so you don't know the Loomis um, connection. Okay. I, I plan on watching it sometime next week before Halloween. I, I really want to see at least the first one. Yeah, the first one is the best. Such a good movie, and you, you'll you'll see a you'll you'll pick up a ton of Halloween in it, dude. I'm excited. Scream came out. It's I mean, funny because my, minus the scene where they're blatantly watching Halloween and talking about it, there's you know little uh, uh, subtle stuff. Yeah. No, I'm excited. It's funny because growing up, like I said, I wasn't a horror fan, but watching you know rewatching the original Nightmare on Elm Street last year, and then watching these Halloween films, like I actually want to keep watching the series and especially i want to watch the one that came out last year the either of you ever see the nightmare documentary it's like seven and a half hours Mm-mm. uh i, I saw some of it there was one of, there was one on nightmare and there was one on friday that came out and uh let me clarify friday the 13th not on friday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't watched friday in 400 years or next friday or the friday after next Damn! But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> but I, one of them was like four hours long, and one was like seven and a half hours. I didn't see either one of them. I don't remember which was which, but man, they were long. Yeah, I remember seeing some of the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street one, but yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing. It's on the uh, the Plizex. Oh yeah, I think that's where I watched it. As <laughs> is DC Cab now. Since you said it, I added it. Oh, nice. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so many years. I gotta get Derek on there. A pity the fool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the the I remember the first time I saw Scream. I didn't even see it in the theater. Um, I remember a oh, buddy man. of mine had uh, rented it, and um, I, we watched it back to back the first night he rented it and then i went and i think bought a copy of it from blockbuster uh like that weekend and i must yeah. have watched it like at least 10 times over the next week because i loved <laughs> it so much 
Yeah, I I saw it. Um, actually, that and last year's Halloween, I saw on opening night, and then the following night. So I saw Scream One. Actually, Scream Four was the same thing. So Scream One, Scream Four, and last year's Halloween, I saw opening nights that came out, and then again the following night. Yeah, because I loved all three of them. Yeah, I went nice. and saw um Hall- the Halloween last year on opening night. And I think I went like two nights later to watch it again. Like, yeah, it was so it. good. I loved it so much, man. But, I'm excited uh, to see it. But yeah, this is actually let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up, and um, we'll g- jump over to the Derek Diamond experience for part two, where we talk about Halloween three season of the witch. So um, before we go, uh, I just want to talk um, ask you guys what uh, how would you rate um, Halloween one and two, um, and you can rate them separately too if you like. Um, let's start with our guest, Mr. Joey Image. Uh, I I liked one a lot better. Um, I like like you said before, two is really fun to watch. And if you're gonna watch the series, it's it's required at least once. Yeah. But there was a lot of what seemed to be filler, and like I feel like if you take out some of the stuff that doesn't really mean anything or doesn't matter, like a half hour film. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I I love the first one. I'll always love the first. I mean, like you saw, I want to get this Michael Myers tattoo. I've been thinking about for a while. There's a there's a Michael Myers bumper sticker on my wife's car because it used to be my car. And then when I gave her that and I got a new car, I put an even bigger one of the same sticker on my car. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Uh, she bought them for me because she knows I'm a big Michael Myers guy. But uh, yeah, one was one was the, the well, in my opinion, one is the best in the entire series. Yeah. I'll yeah. And going off. That. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying I agree with that. Yeah. And going off of what Joey was saying, I easily prefer one to two because one was very much a what i like as a horror film from my limited experience it's one of those that you know you sit there and you think about it and it gives you anxiety it makes you like a little squirmy in your on your couch or your chair wherever you're watching it where it was with two it started to get a little silly yeah. towards the end so i, I much prefer one over two but i, I did enjoy both Hey, can I ask you guys both a question real quick? And uh, I meant to ask this before, and it never—I I forgot about it. But did either one of you watch the Scream TV series? And was that any good? I'm no, assuming it wasn't. I never did. I did not. Okay, yeah, I—I I never did because it was on MTV, and it was probably going to be a joke. Yeah. And it was—it was supposed to be a serious, like horror series, but I think it was canceled after maybe one season or two seasons. So I. I Never even gave it a chance, but uh, honestly, okay. I forgot about it till you just asked. <laughs> well, I, well, I just just because we talked about the Halloween podcast before. Now I just looked on my uh, on my phone to see if there's any Scream um, podcasts, and the only one I found is based on the TV series. Like uh, it talks yeah. about those episodes. I'm like, I you know, I don't really care about that. Hmm. But yeah, that was but yeah, it got me thinking that I don't know anybody else that's that's watched that show, so maybe I'll see if you guys have. Yeah, Derek, I highly recommend that uh, Halloween Unmasked podcast. You should you should definitely uh, give it a listen because it it's a. I'll, deep I'll subscribe dive. to it as soon as we're done. Yeah, you know a- what's weird is I I looked it up and if I'm on uh, Derek, I don't know what kind of phone you got, but I have an iPhone. Same. Um, okay, so I went to I went to the podcast app. I looked it up and. It doesn't come up under shows, but if you go, if you scroll down, it, each episode shows up individually under episodes, which is mm-hmm. really weird. So I couldn't just go to shows and like subscribe to it in one shot. I had to go to each episode. 
That's weird. Strange. But I listened to it when it was new. Maybe they've since deleted it and it's only there in past episodes and not as a show anymore. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably, really good. That's probably why it's not in my uh, my feed anymore because I was <laughs> I was listening to it on um on uh, Overcast. And um, it's not in my playlist anymore, so I don't know what's going on. With that. That's yeah, that's how I noticed because it was still in mine, even though I hadn't listened to it in probably a year since the new one came out. But I just looked, and it's no longer there. Yeah. Um, as far as my thoughts on it, you know, I'm I always love the first one, Halloween. It's always the greatest one. Uh, I watch it every year for Halloween, and even though I felt it to be a little slow, you know, watching it with a critical eye that doesn't really mean anything like I still love to watch the movie. Um, the, the fact that it's paced a little slow doesn't really bother me at, at all. Like I, I love the, just the, the, the suspense of the movie. I love that. It's not bloody. It's just, it's, it's all about the tension and the music. Like, Oh, like we didn't even cover really the music, but John Carpenter, I think is a great, uh, composer as far as yes. movie soundtracks go. <laughs> Um, he does most of his movies, the the music. And um, like I said, uh, 2 was fun to watch. I had a lot of fun watching it, but it'll probably be another 20 years before I watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it was just fun to watch, you know. But like you said, it it was a lot of filler. It was a lot of – started to get pretty goofy towards the end. And, yeah. Um, but it's worth a watch, though. I would definitely recommend watching it, so – uh, but if you've never seen the first, the first Halloween film, and I'm not talking about the Rob Zombie, we're talking about the original 1979 Halloween, do yourself John a Carpenter's favor. Halloween. Yes. Do yeah. yourself a favor and, uh, watch it as soon as possible. And you can actually watch yes. it right now on, uh, if you have HBO go, it's streaming on, uh, the, any HBO app. Wow. 73. But um, let's see. I think that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. So, uh, Joey, would you like to tell everybody where they can find you online? Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, all platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know what else there is. Twitch, Mixer, at Joey Image TV. Although I don't use Mixer all that much. It's something I thought of. Uh, at Joey Image TV and uh, Monday night. Conti and Kenny show, facebook.com slash the Conti and Kenny show. And every Wednesday night, Sopranopedia with myself and Chris Decker. We go through the Sopranos uh, show episode by episode. I think next week is episode eight. Um, you can go to Twitter and just follow at uh, Sopranopedia. Fantastic. So, Derek, uh, anything you want to pimp before we get out of here tonight? Yeah, once you're done with this podcast, head over to the Derek Diamond Experience to hear part two of our discussion. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. And the show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Awesome. So let me go ahead and play our music here, and I will walk us out the door. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfantastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at nerdcaveretro. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And as always, leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are sold. And uh, thank you to, for listening and happy Halloween, everybody. And Derek, Take us out the door. Tell them what it's all about. 
Up yours with a twirling lawnmower. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.